and we are live. Good evening, Bitcoiners. It is Brian, the UK Bitcoin master. As always, it's a Thursday. It is the 21st of January 2020. Strong Bitcoin hand. That's the name of the game on this show. You know that. Uh, really excited uh, to be covering this interview uh, with you all. But let's get the prelim out of the way first. As always, if you're new to the channel, please uh, hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell button and then click all. Otherwise, you won't be notified when I go live. It's no good just leaving the bell button as is. You need to click all. So do that. Follow me on Twitter at UK Bitcoin Master. Uh, obviously, um, check out my backup channel in case this one gets taken down again. That is UK Bitcoiner. And finally, don't forget to retweet this show, people. So if you are new to the channel, you should be reading the disclaimer by now because it's just about to disappear. You're not going to get any financial advice here, people. Um, let's do that. Check out my um, website, ukbitcoinmaster.com. That is where you'll find every video I've ever done. And bitcoininterviews.com is where you'll find the interviews that I've done, including once we finish this evening. And finally, in the show notes right now, if you want to drop a lightning tip and you don't have to, I'm not doing this channel for financial gain at all. But there are people that have reached out to me and said, look, how can we drop you a tip? You don't have a thousand subs yet. So let's get that thousand subs on the way. Then we can activate Super Chats. But for now, uh, there you go. There's a lightning address there. It's in the show notes. If you want to drop a tip, you can. But I would prefer that you retweet this out. OK, I want to just pick up the phone and quickly check out the chat and give a shout out to a few of you. I can see uh, Frosty Ashingdon has just joined. Welcome to you. I've got Phil Pastor Volman is in the house. My lovely wife, Elaine, Mrs. D Mrs. UK is with us. Jason Chu, Buffy W, Kieran's in the house, Gilruth. I've got Dan Suffolk Bitcoiners with us, Yorkie Bitcoiner, JC Borter coming in from South Africa. Uh, Robert Brooks said he'll have to watch this on catch up. Uh, Johnny New York is in the house. Welcome to you, Johnny. We've got Jean Vershaw coming in from Holland to name a few. Matthew Underhill's in the house. Lizelle, welcome to you. Great to have you with us. Um, if I've missed your name out, I am checking my phone. If you type in UK Bitcoin Master, I will then see it will light up in orange and I'll very, very happily give you all a shout out. If I can quickly, before we move over and get this interview going, uh, shill a few people, a few resources I think worth checking out. Uh, definitely just learn Bitcoin.com. Um, they're, they're sponsors of this show. They've got some great merch over there. They've got some great packages, wallet setup, backup storage solutions. It's all over there. End of life planning, coins sent to the wrong chain, maybe a way to get them back, etc., etc. Uh, Zaza, who's normally in the house. I can't see you at the moment, Zaza. Lightninghood.com, got some great merch. SatoshiCorner.com in Ireland. Again, supplying me with merch, got some great stuff. Bitcoin to the moon down in uh, Australia. He's a good friend of mine. I've met him in person. He's got some merch too. And finally, uh, a resource for checking out and learning about Bitcoin, ArmandTheParman.com is well worth a look. So before we get into chatting with my live guest, let's just click on over to the desktop. And who's freaking out right now? The price is... Uh, correcting. It is on a general downward and sideways trend. 
So I guess the weak hands are freaking out. If you have a strong 20%er mentality hand, you are not freaking out, people. It is part of the cycle. It is part of the, as I always refer to it, 12 steps forward, eight back. 12 steps forward, eight back. If you just go parabolia all the way up, all the way up, all the way up, you are going to get a monster correction. So for me, I see this as really healthy. It's a buying opportunity. Any Bitcoiner worth their salts now sees this as by the flipping dip. That's what you'll hear me say. Buffy W is in the house. That is my lovely daughter. So shout out to Buffy W. Buffy, great to have you in the house. Right. So what I want to do is split the screen. And without further ado, I want to introduce you to my guest. Now, I've seen this guy several times on Bitcoin Meister's uh, show. Uh, I've obviously checked out his podcast, POV Crypto, as well. Um, he's respected in the space. So without further ado, I would like to say hello to uh, CK. CK, welcome to the show, man. Brian, thank you so much for having me. Oh, Quite the yeah. honor and uh, strong hand to all the newbies out there. Um, buy the dip. It works every time. Fantastic. Well, people, as you can see, I'm an OG and he's a youngster, right? So here's the thing. I believe that predominantly this is the youngsters that are catching hold of this thing and they're thinking, I don't want to hold a lump of metal. I don't want to hold stocks. I want to hold this asset that is on the computer. It's digital and Christian's part of that crowd. Now, um, Christian's claim to fame is he is um, he writes, am I correct in saying that, for Bitcoin Magazine, very well-respected publication. Um, so, uh, as I've said, uh, CK, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us. Um, I've been trying to get people like you on for quite a while now. Uh, great to have you with us. What I'm going to do with you uh, tonight is to um, talk to you really from a standpoint of how you found this what you you know what what your thoughts are when you saw it what were you doing before you know were you uh, anti to start with etc cetera, etc cetera. so maybe a good starting point is to uh, tell our audience a little bit about you prior to bitcoin what were you doing if anything maybe in your pram sure. sorry that's a joke <laughs> uh, what were you doing before you come across bitcoin yeah, so I mean, I guess I can just tell my my rabbit hole story. But um, I uh, have been working. I'm in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, and I've been working for uh, you know Bay Area startups my entire career doing sales. And in 2017, a good friend of mine during the summer, uh, who had worked at a previous company with me, she, a female, told me, "Hey, have you heard of this Bitcoin thing? It's the best investment I've ever made." Um, and at the time, I was already really into personal finance. I was playing the credit card game. Uh, the credit card game is much bigger in the U.S. than it is uh, in Europe. Uh, but you can get a lot, a lot of rewards if you uh, if you can, you know, manipulate the credit card game. And generally speaking, just like into saving, um, into earning more time, into uh, you know, figuring out how to free yourselves from the shackles of a nine to five. Uh, so that is kind of how I was primed to discover Bitcoin. And then uh, for the let very me, first time stop, when let I... Let me stop you for a second. Yeah. When you say I played the credit card game, forgive me, I'm a Brit. I don't know what that means. I mean, what we do in the yeah. UK is we would load a credit card and then bounce it off onto another credit card to save interest. Yeah, that's is not that it. what you're referring to? Oh, kind of. Uh, 
in in the U.S., you know, you, they you know they have incredible offers on credit cards, uh, free miles, free points, free all of this stuff. Okay. So I was just you know I was just signing up for the best cards, hitting the you know the bonus, uh, moving on to the next one. Uh, so I got several free vacations out of it, Hawaii trips, you know, everything. But in general, I I was trying to master the personal finance game. Like I was trying to teach people like my, my friends and family, like, how do you save? How do you get out of debt? Like how, you know, how do you make personal finance approachable and easy? Uh, so I was primed for Bitcoin. And then I, for the very first time I fully did research on it. Um, it was after my friend, uh, you know, told me it was such a great investment in 2017. Obviously, the price was moving quite a lot at that time. And uh, I was driving up to a wedding uh, in Mount Shasta all by myself. It was a four-hour drive from San Francisco. Uh, and I binged every single Laura Shin podcast on 2x speed there and back. So uh, back in 2017, there was far fewer podcasts, far fewer fantastic shows uh, like uh, Brian's show here and uh laura's was you know the first one that popped up as a crypto podcast so you know went down the rabbit hole there um that sunday i got home looked at my girlfriend i was like bitcoin's gonna be a big deal we need to own some i bought 500 dollars of bitcoin a thousand or uh, 200 of ethereum and 50 dollars of litecoin and uh at that point started scheming how to quit my job and get into the bitcoin industry i was immediately hooked and actually i went bitcoin maximalist within like two months it did not take very long for me to like sift through the bullshit at the time token mania was insane it's just like i've seen startups before i've worked for startups i knew that these were shitty startups yep. so it was pre- <coughs> it was pretty clear that um bitcoin was different bitcoin was special uh and i was very lucky i actually quit my job two weeks before christmas uh 2017 and then uh, by the beginning of February, I was working for BTC Media, which is a parent company for the Bitcoin conference uh, in Los Angeles right now and uh, and uh, Bitcoin Magazine. So I've been with Bitcoin Magazine since February 2018 and have not looked back. Well, it's interesting you say that because um, I, I since I've been in this space, I got in in May 2017. Um, so I guess similar to you in, the, in as much as the same year. Um, and it was pretty, for me, instantaneous. I got a phone call from a, a mate of mine and he said, what did you know about Bitcoin? And honestly, you know, as an OG, I said, what the hell is that? He said, you never heard of cryptocurrency? I said, no, what is it? He said, oh, man, where have you been under a rock? I said, no, I'm living in the sun in the Canary Islands, chilling out because Elaine and I were down living down there and we were just chilling out. And, and I thought we were set. We had a residual income from a business we've got. And, and, and all of a sudden I went down the rabbit hole. And honestly, hand on heart, I got it day one. Maximalist day one. Now, when I say maximalist, That's I did amazing. get a, a couple of Ethereum because I thought I better diversify a little bit. But I quickly realized that Bitcoin was it. I just almost got it immediately. And the other thing, and Amazing. you know, I, I, I listen to people, um, you know, I look at Twitter and stuff and I see people getting, you know, sort of freaked out and weak hand and selling the Bitcoin and wondering what's going on or, or what's going on out there. Oh, my Lord, it's all going to crash, etc. And I think, you wimps, I've got such a mega strong hand. I don't care how far it goes down. I'm holding to eternity. Am I going to eat into that at some point? Of course I am. I'm I'm in my 60s yeah. for Christ's sake. You know it's not I'm 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 in it to change the world. I'm in it to give my kids and grandkids a better life for themselves. Here for the revolution. But I'm in it for me as well, CK. 
I'm in it to take a little bit, you know, off the top for Elaine and I to see some of the world, meet some of you guys out in Silicon Valley and, and do, you know, instead of having Bitcoin friends like on a computer screen to say we've met these people and go to some of these conferences. So you know, let's be clear on that. I'm in it. You best be at Bitcoin conference. Sorry? You best be at the Bitcoin conference the next time uh, the world opens oh, man, up. Man, man, this is this is what we're looking to do. I mean, we've got a plan. We've got a strategy, you know. I mean, fortunately for me, my silent mentor was Adam Meister. I went on YouTube. I found him. I don't know why, how I came across him, but I found him. And he was on, do, do, have you, you remember Crush the Street? Are they still around? Crush the Street? Do you remember Crush the Street? I don't even know. They, they were they were another podcast and he was on there and he was ranting like mad about Bitcoin. And they were going, oh my Lord, you're so bullish. And I mean, I just went down his rabbit hole and I've literally followed every single, every single um, show of his for three and a half years. So, you know, he helped me. You've seen a bunch of my performances then. I've seen every performance you've been on on there, CK, because I've never w missed one of Adam's shows. And I would say 90 to 95% live, probably 5%. Some of them I can't catch because of the time difference. And then I'll watch them on catch up, but I always watch them. So yeah, I've seen you. So tell me, um, when you first discovered Bitcoin, um, were you skeptical? Did you just jump into that rabbit hole and say, I've got to get into this. I know you said you listened to those podcasts there and back on that journey, but you know, t tell me a little bit about, tell the audience a little bit about your first emotion when you came across Bitcoin. My first emotion was like, holy shit, this is huge. Like I, I understood the trust really in, in the world. I understood how people, the tools that people have for personal finance. Uh, and I just saw this as like that next level of globalizing the world um I, obviously i have learned an immense amount since that point you know i've been in the space for over three years now like full-time as an employee of a bitcoin company yeah. but um yeah i mean it was it was it, it was obvious to me it seems like me and you we had a similar trajectory although you moved a little bit quicker than i did i also uh discovered adam meister um the world's crypto network Bitcoin and markets with Ansel Lindner, yep. you know, fantastic Bitcoin only resources. And I have to say, Adam Meister has the best catchphrases in the entire space. So just yeah, golden hole guys, strong hand, long-term thinking, 20% or mindset, all facts, all facts. <laughs> Apex predator, unique beast. <laughs> they're all, they're all there, aren't they? Um, you are a unique beast, Brian. I fucking love it. <laughs> I, I did actually meant to, I did actually mean to say to you when we were when we were offline. Um, try not to blaspheme too much, but hey, listen, if, no, if you do, you do. Uh, I'm, I guess I'm just a typical. I'll be a good boy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hang on, I want to move over. Paul Rouleau, great to have you in the house with us. Who else did I just see commenting there? I like to sort of interact with our chat, guys. If you want to ask CK anything. Type in UK Bitcoin Master. It will flash up orange on my phone. Oh, hang on. Yorkie Bitcoin has already done that. Say a big thanks to CK for doing this interview, please. So grateful for this. Hey, Yorkie, consider, consider it done. Uh, we've got Vention Migtow in the chat. Vention, welcome to you. Great to have you in the house. Oh, I've also seen Pubby. Pubby's in the house. <coughs> what up, Pubby? <coughs> 
That is Guy Bennett. I don't know him as Pubby or Pub Landlord or Pub Lord Hoddle, as he's called now. That is Guy Bennett to me. And you know what? I've got to give a shout out to Guy Bennett because Guy Bennett is the one person I remember bought the top in 2017, rode it all the way down to 3K, stayed through the bear market, kept accumulating, and is now in a unique beast place. So, uh, Pub Lord, great to have you on the show with us. Uh, uh, Mark, Plan Marcus has just joined. Welcome to you. Great to have you with us. I'll tell you what, um, uh, CK, let's Can I jump switch. in real quick? Yeah, go. I want to I, I want to give a shout out to Pubby too because Toxic Happy Hour is the hottest uh, stream right now. I I really enjoyed my time on that stream. Uh, I know RD came in and backed me up when I had to bounce when I was on there, but you guys are absolutely killing it. Uh, you and Anders, and just keep it keep it up. You guys are so much fun. And uh, anyone that rode down the the 2018 bear market and has been here the whole time, they're my brothers. They're my brothers and sisters. No, absolutely. And I think we would both agree that you haven't experienced the cycle, the full cycle, until you've been through that 210,000 blocks or four years. You've experienced the highs and the high highs. You've experienced the pullbacks. You've experienced the bull markets. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about right now is how do you now... For me, I mean, listen, I drove trucks for 20 years of my life, so I'm not financial. I'm not tech Lorries. in any way. Don't understand charts. Don't do TA. But here's what I, ha I feel. And by the way, people, the chat is moving so fast. If I miss you, I apologize. It's great to have you all in the house. Um, here's, here's, here's where I'm at. When I got in in 2017, okay, when we got in in 2017, okay, it was retail piling in. So retail are buy, trying to buy Bitcoin and then wait a few months and cream a load of profit off the top, sell and get out. Now we've got all the big institutions coming in, the micro strategies, Guggenheims and all this lot. There's this debate, isn't there, whether we're going to or we're not going to see a big pullback again before we go off to the races again. I, the way that I view it, and again, I don't know much, right? But if you've got institutions piling in, I remember Michael Saylor saying, I'm not in this for two years or three months or five years. I'm in this for a hundred years. And I see that these companies that are putting their treasury reserves into it, they are going to buy, they're going to take it off the table and the scarcity is going to get more and more and more extreme. And that could then lead to, in my opinion, and it's only my opinion, people, um, a, a situation where we don't get these dramatic pullbacks. You know, some are saying we're going to get one more before we go through the next halving. What is your view on that? How do you see the next year, two, three, four years playing out in terms of what I've just said, CK? Yeah, so... I mean, I'm not an expert, but uh, I do talk to a lot of experts, and uh, I think Bitcoin Tina has some extremely clear thinking and thoughts on this. Um, so, part with Tina ending of 2020 in February, uh, kind of discussing how to think about the Bitcoin space from first principles, mm. and uh, we followed that up last week with a part five called the hardest trade, and in the hardest trade. Uh, Bitcoin Tina lays out kind of three scenarios where he sees, uh, you know, Bitcoin going. The first scenario he calls the the uh, strong consensus across Bitcoiners, which is below off top 80% retracement, just like in 2018. And, you know, essentially um, a typical four-year Bitcoin cycle. 
And then he sees uh, kind of possibility number two, which is blow off top, smaller retracements. But we have, like you mentioned, institutions, strong-handed long-term buyers who are looking for 30% drawdowns, 40% drawdowns to buy the dip. Um, and, you know, we could potentially, according to Tina, um, you know, we could just see, you know, 30, 50% gains annually from here on out after that point. You know, that might be just the breaking of this kind of four-year cycle that there's deep consensus around. And then the last scenario is a massive repricement. Scarcity fully um, asserts itself in uh, a massive repricement up to like a crazy number, 200, 500, a million dollars a coin. And then from there, sideways for years, right? Um, and he brings up examples from equities where we've seen things like that. Walmart, Tesla, both companies that have been very difficult to trade because they're flat and then massively repriced and then flat again. Like that's probably the hardest um, you know, chart to trade. So um, he goes through all three of these scenarios. He's not saying that one is for sure going to happen, but um, I, I definitely kind of agree with him that um, if you are Bitcoin bullish, you don't think it's going to zero, then those three scenarios are the most likely. And uh, for a Bitcoiner looking to sell the top, um, you care because you might have less Bitcoin. Um, so, uh, I like what you said, you know, you're in it for the long haul, but you're also in it to shave off a little bit for yourself at the top. Um, you know, I think that taking small amounts, taking a little bit of profits, uh, making life-changing money is a good thing to do. But, uh, I personally like to have multiple, I have multiple bags, right? I have my hodl bag forever. And then I have my, like, you know, if, if I feel like I need to sell, um, at you know at extreme prices this is my bag i usually actually keep that um you know on an exchange for maximum convenient but it's a tiny bag and then outside of that you know i'm just living within my beans i'm having fun staying poor and uh i'm, I'm stacking sats every day so uh that's kind of how i see it and I, i'm really not trying to trade this like if 21 million becomes a global reserve standard like just buy as much as you can right now that's all you that's all you can do and don't put yourself in position where you have to sell so buying as much as you can doesn't mean buying with money that you need next month. It means buying with money that you can afford to save for the long haul. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. I see so many people having to get out because they've over leveraged themselves. You know, if you actually look at what your disposable is and <clears throat> I do as a lot of them say, and that is pull your belt in. Don't spend what you don't need to spend on your next TV or your next car or whatever it might be. You know, delay gratification, uh, a.k.a. Bitcoin Meister's uh, phrase, delay gratification, put it into Bitcoin. And I'll give you a classic example, if I may, for our viewers. Um, I was chatting with, do you know Rocky Palumbo? You should do down in California. Do you know Rocky? I feel like we've interacted before, but um, yeah. Rocky is the yeah. coin split guy. Um, I mean, Andy Hoffman, everyone was go to Rocky Palumbo back in 2017 when they messed their coins Yeah, I remember up. him. But, and Rocky's a good friend yep. of mine. We, we, we talk a lot offline. And, um, you know, he, he, I don't know why the hell I was just going to say that about Rocky Palumbo. I'm completely thrown now, so we're going to have to move on. I want to just go over to the chat. Forget I mentioned Rocky because I don't know what I was going to say. Um, Greg... Zaj one is asking, am I, am I recording from a back alley? I am. She won't let me in the house. <laughs> Only kidding people. Um, so where I'm coming from that is don't over leverage yourself. Um, if you can, if whatever you buy, if you can afford to, for it to go to zero, 
okay, and you can be in this for the long haul, you're going to do really well in Bitcoin. I mean, I, I say to people that are 50 or 40 or 30, you know, wherever you are, if you're 30, buy and huddle for 20 years. If you're 40, do it for 20 years or 10 years. You know, give yourself a fair amount of time to go through a, a couple of halvings. You know, all, all I see is the Bitcoin being removed from exchanges. It's being taken off the table. And I just feel that these shakeouts, this correction we're seeing right now is just to wheedle out those weak hands so grayscales and the like can mop up all that Bitcoin. Do you reckon I'm right? I mean, probably. Uh, I think, I again, I to quote that. Bitcoin Tina, and uh, I've seen some people in the chat, you know, t saying that Tina's not bullish enough. Fuck you guys. Sorry, frick you guys. But uh, <laughs> he's, he's the biggest bull I know. Um, and he's definitely pushed my bullish thinking very, very far, you know, since I've known him. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what the institutions are doing, but I think the biggest risk in Bitcoin is understanding. And if you have like, let me just tell you my real life experience. It was what, March 13th, March 14th, wake up in the morning, Bitcoin has gone from close to what, seven or $8,000 down to $3,000. And my very first emotion is how do I wire more money to my exchange account? How do I buy more of this, right? That's understanding, right? Yeah. I, I literally not in not a freaking morsel of doubt in my body, not an emotional issue whatsoever. Yep. So if you're not in that position and you don't feel that way about Bitcoin, you should probably educate yourself a little bit more. Um, there was an article that came out uh, like last week. It was like the bit short and it was like this like absolute FUD piece uh, about Tether. And the the underlying foundation of the Tether conspiracy is that there's no legitimate Bitcoin demand. There's only FOMO and fraudulent um, price action from Tether printing. But when you actually read the article, it's pretty clear that this is someone who doesn't understand the crypto space. This is someone who doesn't know what companies are involved in the crypto space. Yeah. This is someone who owns way too much Bitcoin for the level of understanding that he has. Um, and ultimately, someone who didn't do a lot of research. If you you actually go through his numbers, like they're complete bollocks, right? There's uh, there, there's very, very little due diligence done. He used one source for all of his numbers. He quoted a lot of fake volume uh, from exchanges like HitBTC and Bit-Z uh, <laughs> and said that these exchanges are bigger than Coinbase. It's oh, just yeah, like, yeah. no, dude, you literally did no research whatsoever. You were clearly holding way too much Bitcoin for your understanding level and you deserve to get wrecked. Like, yeah. hey, you're patting yourself on the back. I sold at 40K. Bro, you are going to be feeling really freaking bad when it's at 400K and you're crying about Tether. Which is awesome. And when you strip back to where you started that 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 part of the conversation, if you think you can just buy Bitcoin and hold it and get rich, if you're a mega, mega strong hand and you can wrap it up and completely forget it, you could. But I think um, CK's- You need understanding. You You've can't do that without it. understanding. Yes, yes. If you understand it, you don't get freaked out. And I'm the same as you. As soon as I see it going down, because um, we, we were fortunate we put, you know, a, a chunk in. We had a chunk. Most people can't do that. But we're still dollar cost averaging every month. OK, and all I'm doing is I, I don't understand charts, but I understand when I see the red candles and I'm thinking, 
Can I dollar cost average a little bit before I get paid now? Can I rob Peter to pay Paul because I want to get it in the red? I don't want to buy it when it's going up. So I'm the same as you. I don't care how far it goes down. I will buy. I remember when we had the, the pandemic came out, I was in there buying Bitcoin. You know, why wouldn't you? The only reason you wouldn't is if you don't understand it because you have not taken the time to learn what makes Bitcoin so special. The seven network effects, everything that it makes it unique compared to anything else out there, in my opinion. You know what else I've learned, too, is that the entire world is run by FUD. And I'm going to write an article for Bitcoin Magazine about this. But the amount of FUD that's in the Bitcoin space and the amount of understanding that you need to even be aware that it's FUD. Now you take that heuristic and you apply it to literally everything else that is commented on and discussed and covered in the public news. And it's pretty much the same. Like CNN, BBC, their level of coverage is equivalent to Cointelegraph's level of coverage of you know Bitcoin price dips and speculation. And I, I saw today, I think it was... It was like Business Insider or something like that says Bitcoin drops 10, uh, 10% because there was a $20 reorg <laughs> double spend that happened on the blockchain. It's just like, no, like that's absolute fear, uncertainty and doubt. And it's just, it's mind blowing. Like the world is run by FUD. The mobs are influenced and informed by FUD. Everyone in the world is not doing enough research. Everyone in the world is kind of taking whatever headline by its face value and freaking out. And it's just, it's shocking, right? It's shocking. It's like every single thing that you hear about on, on the news, in the mainstream, like if you are not a complete expert, like I am in Bitcoin, like most likely you are just a pawn. Like you are being, you're being emotionally pushed in different directions by, you know, whoever's setting the narrative. Yeah, no, I, I couldn't agree more. And the, the trouble is, to try and get those people to to do the research, you know, what I find in, you know, the people that I've grown up with, I'm working class, you know, trucks for a living. And so my family are working class. You know, they're not financial people. They're not people from Silicon Valley. They're just working class. And it's like, oh, I can't be asked to learn all that stuff. For goodness sake, this is the one chance in your life in living history and living memory where there's a massive wealth redistribution going on and you and i'm looking at the camera right now you whoever you are have got an opportunity to participate in that and why the freaking hell wouldn't you is because you can't be flipping asked and you want to watch your television and and do all the stupid things that 99 percent of people can't do, be bothered and they end up blood blasted broke That's and then the they're going to cry about how bitcoin's not fair yes <laughs> Oh, golly, aren't you lucky? Well, you know what? The harder I learn, the more I learn, the luckier I got. Okay. Yeah. Shout out, Michael Weber. He says, uh, great to have such a positive guest, Brian. Ask CK if he knows Janet Yellen. <laughs> hey, our leaders are run by FUD. They're not doing any due diligence. It's a complete joke. Bitcoin is, like, when you see things from the perspective of, like, I'm someone who did proper research on this subject, Bitcoin. And then now 
you look at the commentary across everywhere else about this thing that you actually have done proper research on and due diligence on and how bad that commentary is, how bad that understanding is. It's just, it's, it's honestly shocking. Like I'm, I'm like, yeah, I, I'm going to stop, but it just, it, it really, it, it blows my mind. Like the, the level of misunderstanding and to be honest, it's Janet's job not to understand. Yeah. Um, it's her job to be, to continue to push her narrative. Um, so, you know, yeah, I don't have a whole lot of commentary beyond that, but, um, I'm glad that she was, I'm I'm glad that she was there for the, one of the strongest memes in Bitcoin history. So thank you for, uh, for, for that Janet and Bitcoin sign guy. Is is that the guy that behind her had, had to have to sign up? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, BSG. That's a few years ago now, isn't it? Crikey. But, um, Hey, if you listen to Bitcoin sign guy, you'd be up 15 X. If you listen to Bitcoin, if you listen to Bitcoin Sand Guy, you'd be up 15x from the from that period of time when you saw that. Okay, cool, gotcha. Um, I think the lesson there, people, is buy and hold. You know, don't try and trade this thing. If you try and trade this thing, you are going to get wrecked. You cannot time these markets, in my opinion. You know, I mean, I did I did watch your elections. Um, I've obviously seen what's going on on Twitter. I don't understand how American law works, etc. But obviously, there's there seems to be, you know, a load of disappointment that um, the individual that got in got in and the individual that didn't is now off somewhere. Um, you know, but here's the thing, you know, screw politics, man. Good. Government. I don't know how UK politics work either. It's a joke. Yeah. Go- same with Canada. Same with the entire West. But governments will do what they're going to do. All we have to do is buy and hold Bitcoin and, and opt out, as Bitcoin Meister says, get into the Bitcoin overlay. You know, you, you, in my opinion, OK, you don't need to have a deep, 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 deep understanding. You just need to understand the fundamentals of what makes Bitcoin unique. It is no good having scarcity if you don't have use case. Um, I, I feel, and CK, I don't know what your, your view is, but, you know, I, I feel that, you know, the store of value narrative is what's driving Bitcoin forward. I think there will come a time and you'll still be around. I'll probably be uh, looking at the grass from the other side. Um, but there'll be, there'll be a situation where it will, the volatility will go out of it and then we'll start using it as a medium exchange, etc. But, you know, for now, it is definitely store of value. And, you know, in terms of its value against gold, we are on the way, people. I think I think uh, the the momentum's going to grow and we are going to match gold's market cap and some. And when you look at all the money that's out there, the debt, the, the global debt, et cetera, et cetera. You know, I just see this as the most incredible place to be. Why wouldn't you want to go down the rabbit hole and spend maybe an hour or two a day? learning about this. There's enough podcasts out there. There's enough YouTube um, legends out there that weren't around when I got in. I really struggled to find the legends. I mean, I'm, I don't know about UCK, but I'm at a point now where I just can't follow everyone. There are too many. You've got to end out, you know, Way too many narrowing <laughs> it down to four or five good podcasters and follow them. That's about all you can do. I mean, Poor old Elaine, my lovely wife in the chat, she wants her husband around as well. You know, <laughs> I wake up to Bitcoin podcasts. I go to bed to Bitcoin podcasts. I'm in the car and I'm listening to Bitcoin podcasts. So I've, I've got to find a blend, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, um, my 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 personal uh, New Year's re- uh, resolution for 2020 was to listen to fewer podcasts and listen to more music. 
Uh, I only marginally um, succeeded there. Slightly, a little bit more music, but just there's too many Bitcoin podcasts out there. And um, while it's tough to, you know, manage them all as a Bitcoin enthusiast, it's absolutely incredible that, you know, in 2018, there was like three podcasts I could I could recommend to people. And then I'd probably have to give them a bunch of disclaimers, like ignore this, like ignore yeah, that, like beware of this. Now there's, there's probably infinite. There's like probably, you know, 50 podcasts that I could recommend to them and know that they're getting 95%, 99% very good information about Bitcoin. So I love it. Like Bitcoin is about overwhelming decentralization. And uh, we're, I think we're seeing that with, you know, where the information is coming from, where we're seeing, you know, the community. And even like with this Craig Wright thing of him uh, bullying a couple of people who are hosting the Bitcoin white paper. Now there's like 30, 40 people who are hosting the Bitcoin white paper. Come at us. It's overwhelming decentralization. You can't afford, you can't scale fast enough to take us all down. Um, I'm going to move the screen over. Maybe that's, you want to just um, comment on this. I believe this is what you're referring to. CK, are you there? Sure. There was a, there was a, uh, a story from Cointelegraph, and I think uh, the news broke yesterday evening uh, by uh, Bitcoin.org and BitcoinCore.org. Uh, were two places that were hosting the the Bitcoin white paper uh, as a PDF to be downloaded, and then uh, you know our our favorite scammer, our favorite charlatan, uh, Craig Wright, um, who has been you know lever claiming that he's a he's Satoshi using the UK's libel laws, which I guess are very uh, easy to manipulate, mm -hmm. and uh, and has you know gone after Hollowknot is now you know you know threatening these suits right and it's it's kind of like the threat of these suits in order to bully people even though we know he has no legs to stand on we know like this oh i just got that's nah, right that he just knocked me off carry on. yeah carry on yeah like you know if you can't sign the 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 keys uh or you can't sign a message from you know what we know are satoshi's coins then you're not like you are not Satoshi. You have nothing to prove and we don't have to trust you. OK, so, I mean, you can try to use the broken legal system wherever in the world that you can leverage it. But guess what? You just can't sue us all like overwhelming decentralization. You can't bully us all. So, you know, I, I just I just see him as a joke, an absolute joke. He's made all these claims to the Bitcoin, um, the other lawsuit that went on, and he can't prove anything at all. And so here he is trying to do his bit again, and he keeps rearing his head. And the really strange thing is, is people follow him. They actually follow him. D d Listen, people, if you're watching this now in the future, here's what you need to get. You need to understand that if a coin has a central attack vector, someone that runs the company, whether it's Vitalik at Ethereum, whether it's CSW at BSV, <laughs> That sounds like a good one, isn't it? Um, they're, they're, all, they're all attack vectors. They can change the code at any, any moment. They can run off with your money at any moment. There is only one coin you should invest in, in my opinion, and it's only an opinion, and that is Bitcoin. And then you need to learn what makes Bitcoin unique. So that said, um, CK, we're both Bitcoin, let's call us maximalists. I, before I ask this question of you, I am open to innovation. I'm open to 
you know, there are people out there that genuinely want to try and develop new things in the space to take the space forward. But in general, your view on altcoins. Not uh, I have a nuanced view on Not a two-word answer. <laughs> no, I have a nuanced view on altcoins. Um, so, and, and I've spoken about this uh, on many different platforms, but, and this might trigger Bitcoiners. Altcoins are part of Bitcoin. They happen to be really terrible investments. But if you understand that altcoins are just people who don't understand Bitcoin, their attempts to digest and and uh, and you know be a part of this space, like that's that's what like, I'm doing a bad job of explaining my opinion. But here's the reality: is that we are Bitcoin centric. We we see the world from the eyes of Satoshi's, right? We we measure our value in Sats. We, uh, you know, we, we understand where Bitcoin kind of fits into this puzzle, but the majority of people are fiat centric, right? And Bitcoin is extremely counterintuitive to those people, right? They are living in this world where their value is dumping, where speculating on stocks and assets is a normal thing to do. Diversification is a normal thing to do. Investing and making huge gains on tech startups is a thing to do. Yeah. And, you know, they love tokens. They they love these, you know, things that they can print. And there's some malicious people that are obviously taking advantage of, you know, the confusion there. And they, they are benefiting from the seniorage of printing tokens. So seniorage is the beneficial position of being where money is inserted or, uh, you know, tokens are inserted first. So if you can get the money first and then spend it out, you are benefiting from seniorage, right? So they're benefiting from massive seniorage, um, you know, within these ecosystems. But with that being said, how many people have been introduced to Bitcoin through altcoins? An, an enormous amount. And that the reason why that is, is because altcoins are somewhere in between the Bitcoin reality and the fiat world where most people are living. So they are an incremental step of moving people from a fiat worldview to a Bitcoin worldview. And while like all of these things have no fundamentals as an investment, they're all going to be trending to zero in Bitcoin terms. They are all leveraging what Bitcoin is for marketing purposes. They are still attracting new people that don't that where Bitcoin is counterintuitive, unlike you and I, Bitcoin was intuitive to me and you, we were primed. The majority of people are not like that. The majority of people can't be bothered. The majority of people are living in fiat land. So I just see altcoins as incremental moves to Bitcoin. And I personally, I see, I'm so freaking bullish on Bitcoin. Like Bitcoin is this overwhelming force. You cannot escape it. So how could altcoins even compete? It's not even something that I'm fearful of. You know, you can get easily wrecked, you know, trading altcoins. You can get easily wrecked trading equities. You can get easily wrecked doing a lot of things. Um, so, you know, in terms of like protecting investors, yeah, you know, I'm always going to tell the people I love, the people I care about, the people I spend time with, buy Bitcoin. But I also don't have to go around and, you know, protect every single freaking investor. You know, pain is a great lesson. Uh, experience is a great way to learn. And guess what's on the other end of the tunnel of shitcoining? 99% of the time, it's it's Bitcoin. Absolutely. I've got um, Matthew Underhill. I'm just going to talk about his book shortly. Um, he said, uh, I had to remove the Bitcoin white paper 
from my book due to copyright infringement. I assume that was thanks to CW. I guess I'm asking you that, CK. He's got a book on Amazon, a Bitcoin book. Hmm. I mean, it. Yeah. from my understanding, the Bitcoin white paper is under the MIT license, which means that it's free to replicate, use, and, uh, and, and learn from. So I don't know what jurisdiction did that take down. I don't even know, you know, what poor, uh, if that was Amazon. So I just don't have the context there, uh, but I would fight back. I would absolutely fight back. Uh, it's a public good. Uh, the code is all under uh, the MIT license, which means that it is free to use. This is a well-known uh, public open source licensing, um, you know, system. So this is not something new. So, Matthew, hopefully that helps you. In fact, while I've got you there, Matthew, I'll quickly shield this book, if I may. Uh, I've read this, people. It is a fantastic book um, for beginners. It's a great book to give to your brother or your mum about Bitcoin, the basics of Bitcoin. In fact, it's called A Beginner's Guide to the Future of Finance. So a quick shield for Matthew's book. Again, I've read it. I'm on my second time and it really is a fantastic book. So check that out on Amazon, people. And Matthew, as CK said, uh, I would fight back on that one. Um, So CK, let me ask you a question. This is probably a hard one to answer because none of us know. But from what we know, from looking at the landscape as we are right now, how do you see the the landscape, the crypto landscape, the Bitcoin landscape in, say, five years, 10 years from now in terms of adoption? That's a big one. But and, and you can't really answer it. But do you have a personal view on how this thing's going to play out? You know, I'm looking at it now at the the I mean, I saw the Michael Saylor uh, interview where he said, you know, big companies like mine, they take six to nine months of boardroom meetings, brainstorming and all sorts before they all start to pile in. We seem to be seeing every week uh, a new um, institution saying they're thinking about it, they're they're looking into it. You've got the the tweeting about Elon Musk saying that he, he might get into it in some way. Uh, I also feel he can't because of his cash reserves, etc. So with all that said, surely we're going to get some kind of momentum over the next one to two years of institutions piling in. Then surely we're going to get the 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 FOMO with the banks and maybe then, you know, nation states. Surely that has to come at some point. Any views on how that might play out? Yeah, I mean, I'm so bullish. Uh, Me too. In the next five years, we will not be able to recognize the world. It's going to be a completely different world, and Bitcoin's going to be at the center of it. In the next ten years, Bitcoin, it full full Bitcoin uh, usage across all financial um, all financial assets instruments. And I mean, personally, I think that I think that oil is going to be priced in Bitcoin in the next ten years. So, like, we're talking about the destruction of the petrodollar. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, the next 10 years, like get ready to blow your socks off and And I have no idea what it's going to look like. That's why I keep staying. And somebody said to me, look, you know, Bitcoin at the moment, 
it was 35k when they said it but a bitcoin 35k you know is it all over is it done what's the point of investing you know they said to me it was a family member they said oh you know you got in so early with your first bitcoin at 1500 pounds sterling you know well there's no hope for us and i turned around and i said to that person so if you could blink and you could shoot yourself forward into the future maybe a year or two years and bitcoin was 150,000 would you say a 35k bitcoin is all done and dusted you know and it sort of answers its own question really doesn't it you know those people right now that are thinking well i can't afford to start thinking in satoshis people if you start thinking in sats look at what 10,000 satoshis will get you the last time i ran a schematic that rocky and i were sharing it was like four dollars for 10,000 satoshis it's it's probably a bit less than that now um the point i'm making is it's it's three dollars and one cent Three dollars and one cent for ten thousand sats. So a hundred thousand sats gives you thirty-one dollars. A hundred thousand sats, people. You know, a million for three hundred dollars. Sorry, be be sat millionaire. Million for three hundred dollars today. Absolutely, three hundred dollars, three hundred and eighteen dollars right now. You can become a sat millionaire. Thank you. And what you got to look at is in the future. Um, Bitcoin is a base layer, but we'll we'll be dealing in satoshis, and people will get paid their salaries in so many million satoshis. That I I see that's all coming. Whether that comes in my lifetime, I don't know. But for you youngsters out there, yep. it is coming. Just We're going to have a world of Bitcoin. Just don't die in the next ten years. Just what? Just don't die in the next ten years. But people are going to demand payment in Bitcoin. Yeah, so like, we started. Why would I do service for for your, your you know, this garbage money that we know is garbage money. Uh, and, you know, seeing what Yellen and uh, and Biden are going to do in the next few years, like we know the dollar is just going to continue to lose its, uh, its sheen. Uh, and every other fiat under the dollar is even more garbage. So, I mean, ultimately, like we already see this in uh, countries that are dollarized is they use their crap fiat as uh, you know for daily transactions and then they're holding dollars and they're using those dollars to save and then if they have a nice apartment or they want to buy a car or they want to buy a house the merchant is going to demand dollars like they're not going to give you a high priced asset for that crappy fiat mm-hmm. and we're going to see that in you know within the next few years that People are going to do the same. They're going to treat the dollar like garbage. They're going to treat Bitcoin like what they really want to be paid in. And they're either going to be using Bitcoin as a giving call or they're going to demand payment in Bitcoin straight up. So um, whether it's using, I think Jeff Booth has great analysis here. He's like either Bitcoin itself is going to become ubiquitous and used directly or there's going to be massive innovation on the on-ramps and off-ramps, right? Yep. So, and we're seeing that things like LVL.co, things like Strike, things that make it easy and cheap in order to go from fiat into Bitcoin and vice versa. So, um, at you know, it's it's one way or the other. Bitcoin's going to either take over the world via, um, you know, via the on-ramps, or it's going to take over the world via people using it directly. Uh, I think ultimately people are going to use it directly. Ultimately, people are going to validate on their own. And, you know, people don't know what they want. Like people don't know what's good for them until it hits them smack dab in the face. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Ford, the I forget the <laughs> I forget the founder of Ford, but his first name, Henry Ford. But, um, you know, yeah, Henry Ford. He had a great quote. He's like, if I asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. You yes. know, they would have said, give me more fiat. But th- what they really want is 
proper sound money. And like people don't really understand what that means, especially in the Western first world. And I also feel that us affluent people in the Western world to feel that we couldn't ever, you know, go into hyperinflation to go into a situation like Venezuela where they queue for two days to buy some groceries. People think, well, that's over there. That We won't have that. You know, I was watching somebody the other day. I can't think it was. Was it Simon Dixon? Was it micro, uh, Michael Saylor? But they were saying that, you know, the euro, the, the ECB, I believe it's called, that's, in, that's got big issues. You know, the, the, the Bank of England's in a right state, you know, and the working class don't know or see any of that. They just take it for granted that everything's okay. And of course, it's no good crying over spilt milk, as my old dad used to say. It's no good screaming you know, when it smacks you in the face and it's too late, follow the people that are telling you what you should be doing and take heed, people, because there's some turbulent times coming, I believe. I really do. Yeah, and I mean, if you follow or or take any, uh, put any, like, clout into, you know, theories like uh, the fourth turning and things like that, it's pretty obvious that we are in a transition period. Um, I personally, I love the book, The Sovereign Individual. I think it really helps someone understand, you know, going from the industrial age to the information age and what that transition looks like and what values, what properties are important for that new world. And Bitcoin checks every single box. Um, So, I mean, again, it's all about understanding. It's all about first principles thinking. It's all about taking the time to look at what is happening and uh and forecasting see seeing you know what could happen in the future and prepare yourself you know ultimately bitcoin and other wealth preservation uh mechanisms are about protecting yourself preparing yourself it long-term thinking and people that are unable to think long term you know they're gonna they're gonna feel some pain for sure yeah, no, absolutely. And don't bury your head in the sand, people. It just can't carry on as it's always carried on. You know, when you look at fiat currencies, I think we're about 80 years now. They normally die after 50 odd years or something. So, you know, that's coming too, isn't it? Well, I mean, uh, from the dollar perspective, I guess you could say 71 was when the dollar went full fiat. Yeah. Um, the pound is the oldest, quote unquote, fiat that still exists uh, so that's been going strong, but at the same time, the buying power of the pound is is garbage. Um, so um, it's it's decreased a lot. So I mean, cash is trash is something that is intrinsically tied to the garbageness of fiat. Uh, and Bitcoin is here to fix cash. Bitcoin is here to make cash the the trust, you know, the the riskless asset. And I feel like that's going to change everything. Like the world needs a riskless asset. Every protester out in the street who's upset about their wages who's upset about um not having time who is trying to figure out how to escape their slave labor and their debt labor and all this stuff that's associated with their day-to-day grind they they're not making the first principles understanding or assumption that hey my money's broken this is this is stemming from cash is trash this is stemming from the fact that i can't hold value over time so um bitcoin fixes this Oh, it most definitely does. What a bullish show, people. Strong Bitcoin hand. Hey, Bitcoin bracelet, people. you got to get one from justlearnbitcoin.com. Um, Rocky Palumbo, who's in the house, I mentioned him earlier. He said, 
altcoins are test nets for Bitcoin. Users who buy altcoins are financing Bitcoin research. <laughs> Love that one, Rocky. Okay, so um, CK, we're sort of creeping up towards the hour mark. Um, give some advice for noobs joining the space right now. Just, you know, a couple of one-liner. What advice would you give people now joining the space, the Bitcoin space? Forget alt. They can go off and do what they want to do. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, the biggest risk in Bitcoin is understanding. I think we've said that super uh, several times on this show. Uh, so go do some research. There are several, several good resources out there um, in order to get the great information. Um, I think that Brian has recommended many, so I don't need to recommend more. Um, but do some research. The other thing is look, think of Bitcoin as saving and not as investing in a stock or a company, right? Don't be a trader. You don't want to be a trader. You want to be a saver. That's how you win Bitcoin is saving in Bitcoin. And the best way to save is to save a little bit on a daily, weekly, or monthly basis. Um, there are a lot of really good automatic buying Bitcoin services now across the world. Uh, many to recommend. Um, but find whatever amount of like, you know, for my cousin, I said, how much how much do you spend on you know lunch every single week he was like oh i spend 50 bucks on lunch all right hey make make yourself lunch once a week take that five bucks and buy bitcoin with it you know just think of it in in ways uh that make it like de-risks and then set that up on a doubt and an auto buying service set and forget look away don't worry about it live your life save in bitcoin and uh learn about bitcoin and just, you know, you don't have to do anything else. Just create value, li live your life, hang out with your wife and your family and your kids and, you know, do your thing. You, it, this does not have to be a full-time job, although it will suck you in for sure. Yeah. I mean, for me, I, I literally say buy your Bitcoin, however you do it. DCA, if you can. I mean, I wish Swan would come to the UK. I've reached out to them, but they can't <clears throat> because of all the legislation at the moment. But it is. You guys got a coin for right? Sorry? You guys have CoinFloor? Yeah, we do. But I've gone into CoinFloor and I've reached out to them. And there's some things that I'm not particularly enamored with at the moment. But um, I think it's to do with my debit card or something like that. I can't remember what it is. But mm -hmm. um, so I know the UK is not is not nice to Bitcoiners. No, and neither is Europe. No, it really it's isn't. It's not. So people, you gotta you gotta um, listen to what CK has just said. You know, if you if you guys are youngsters, if you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, my goodness, DCA for 10 years and forget it. You know, at the end of the day, um, if we balance out what CK has just said with regards to understanding, all you're looking to do, people, is simple. Stack your Bitcoin regularly. If you can DCA with auto buy, fantastic. It swans brilliant. But if you can't, set it up and do it properly, okay, every payday. But then just take... 30 minutes a day out and watch one podcast. If you're interested in television and everything else, just watch one. And if that's all you want to do, that's fantastic. But learn a little bit as you go along. I would recommend Beat Bitcoin Meister for sure if you want to build a strong hand. I would recommend BTC Sessions. He's got some, Benny's got some incredible tutorials on wallets and you know, I followed his tutorial along with Rocky and we set up my full node, you know, that's purring away in the background. So I'm supporting the Bitcoin network as well. You don't need to let this take over your life 
just do some research and learn the basic principles. And if it ends up taking over more of your time, well, what a great interest to have instead of making soap opera stars wealthy. Put yourself in a position where stacking sats and learning, you make yourself wealthy in the future because Bitcoin moves over time and space. That's what's really, really important here. Time and space. You can't send your money that you hold right now to the future because it's going to lose all of its value. That's what Michael Saylor referred to when he said that my treasury reserves were a melting ice cube. Your fiat currency is a melting ice cube. You got to get that. So, um, CK, just bear with me for 30 seconds while I just cover my quote and then we'll come back with your closing thoughts because I'm really big on quotes. Um, Henry Ford, we, I covered that the other day. I love this one. Ask yourself if what you are doing today is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. Just think about that. Are you doing today enough to get you to where you want to be in the future? And Bitcoin is an incredible asset, brand new 12 year old asset that's going places, in my opinion. And you can do a lot worse than invest some time and effort learning about Bitcoin and putting a bit of money into it. One percent, five percent, 10 percent all in. That's your call. But at least get some skin in the game. That's what I would say. CK, it's been an absolute blast having you on the show. Where can people find you? I've obviously, I'll put your Twitter down below, but anything else, obviously on your Twitter, you've got your POV Cryptocast. That's an interesting one because you were coming on the show. I went on and went through a couple and you've had some awesome, awesome guests on there, breed, love and the likes. I've got to say that. Uh, but you and David, you bat each other with Ethereum and Bitcoin, don't you? I really love that. So anything you want to share? Yeah. So, I mean, I started POV Crypto in 2018 uh, with David Hoffman, who actually went to college with me. Uh, we were friends in college, and then we just both got into uh, to crypto at the same time. And he actually went deep down the ETH rabbit hole. He's quite the ETH influencer these days at Trustless State, um, but uh, he's still my idiot friend from college. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, him and I have just been going back and forth, uh, arguing about crypto and Bitcoin and uh, how it all fits in together. So if you want... Uh, more of like an honest debate, uh, friendly uh, disagreement style podcast. I recommend checking out POV Crypto. We try to do it once a week these days. We don't really have guests on anymore. We both create so many freaking podcasts for our day jobs that it's just uh, exhausting <laughs> to, to, hey, after. You know, so he does Bankless, which is uh, an ETH media platform. I do. I'm obviously um, part of Bitcoin Magazine, uh, leading the charge there and, and managing our audio and video as well. Uh, so you can check me out at Bitcoin Magazine. I have a lot of great guests on the Bitcoin Magazine podcast. I do a podcast with Ansel Lindner, um, a fantastic economist historian called FedWatch. Uh, and then, of course, you know, uh, I'm writing on Bitcoin Magazine, too. So I have a new article coming out tomorrow. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Bitcoin Magazine at CK underscore snarks on Twitter uh, and then uh, at POV Crypto uh, for uh, for the more of the debate style podcast. But, yeah, I'm just here Bitcoining, guys. Bitcoin full time all day, every day. And uh, I'm just lucky to have a very, very patient Beyonce. <laughs> and I'm very lucky to have a very patient second wife. <laughs> It's been a blast, man. Just stick around. I'm just going to uh, exit and then I'll just um, finish up with you, CK. But people, um, please tweet this out. 
let's get more eyeballs on this. Let's get more subscribers to find what I like to feel is an honest heart on my sleeve, no holds barred Bitcoin show that goes out every Monday and every Thursday at 6 p.m. London time without fail, barring death or illness. I will be doing that even when we've been on our cruises. The, the equipment goes and I do my show. So come and follow me. Um, I have had this channel taken down already once by YouTube. I fought to get it back and I'm not controversial. I try not to be. Um, so follow me at UK Bitcoiner. That's my backup channel. And then if ever this one goes down again, I will instantly move my streaming software over there and I will go live on UK Bitcoiner. You won't be bombarded with notifications because it's totally dormant, but it's there as a backup should this one get taken down a second time. Uh, people, please share this on Twitter, like this video, subscribe to the channel, bash the bell button, follow me on BitChute on library.tv. I'm also out there on Facebook. This goes out on Facebook as well. And there's one other I'm on as well, and I can't think what the hell it is. Bit DTube. Um, follow me on those. The social media links will come up in a moment. Um, CK, once again, thank you for being on. It's been an absolute blast. I've loved it. I hope you've enjoyed it too. You people in the chat, I hope you've all got something from it. If you're watching this in the future, strong Bitcoin hand. Here are two mega strong Bitcoiners. I'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend, everyone. I'll leave you with my social media links. I'm Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master, signing off for now. Thanks, everyone. CK, you're a diamond. Cheers, bud.